Good morning and welcome to Morning Meditations, a five to ten minute meditation to get you thinking about what God might have for you in this new day. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Cook, so we hope you'll enjoy your meditation for this morning. Hey, this is Pastor Nate, and this is your morning meditation for this morning. Today we're reading from Matthew chapter 11, verses 16 through 19. But what will I compare this generation? It is like children sitting at the marketplaces and calling to one another. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We wailed, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He has a demon. And the Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. Man, I think this passage, although it's a little bit strange, I think it could speak to us uh, very clearly in our day and age today. It's not just this generation that Jesus is a part of that this is an issue, but it seems to be a thing that continues to this day. Uh, There's this little parable here about we played the flute for you and you did not dance. We wailed and you did not mourn Um, and these children calling out to one another. But what Jesus is getting at here is, that, that the people seem to be critical and refuse to listen no matter which end of the spectrum they receive. So John the Baptist comes, and John the Baptist is not eating or drinking. He has this very strict kind of diet, this very drab and simple kind of dress. We're told he eats locusts and wild honey And he wears this camel's hair garment. And he's a wild dude. I mean, he is very eccentric and very much like an aesthetic as far as like um, a person who is very disciplined and does not allow themselves a lot of the pleasures of this world. And uh, they say, well, John has a demon. He's crazy. Maybe he, he, he definitely is a different sort of guy and people won't receive John. And then Jesus comes and Jesus seems to be this person who doesn't mind having a party, says even drinking and eating. I, I think sometimes our picture of Jesus isn't this person, but right here, Jesus says it about himself. So much so that they are able to surmise that he might be a glutton, like he eats too much. And a drunkard, he drinks too much. A friend of tax collectors and sinners. So here are both ends of the spectrum. You've got this religious person who is very disciplined, kind of following probably like more like the Nazarite vows of old, the piety of the old uh, law. Very eccentric, very prophetic-like, living outside of the, the religious center of Jerusalem and uh, restricting his diet and wearing very simple clothing. And they call him, they say he has a demon. And then Jesus comes and he's with the people and, and people who 
need Jesus, this, the sick, as he says, those who need a doctor, and he's eating and he's drinking because he's celebrating this new kind of resurrection life that he's bringing. It's the new wine of the new covenant. And they say he is a glutton and a drunkard. This is exactly the world we live in right now. Everybody sitting in their lazy boy telling the quarterback how to throw the ball when they never played football a day in their life, right? This is, this is where we live. It is, it is being able to sit on the sidelines and criticize and critique, not ever having to actually enter in. So I've heard a lot in the recent days about this whole deconstruction movement. And, and there are times in our lives where we question the things that maybe we've always been brought up with. And, and you, some people call that deconstruction. Other people mean something totally different when they say deconstruction. But my big thing as of late has been that we need more reconstructionists, people who are about something, not just against something else. And it seems like in this passage that this is what's going on. There are just people who are sitting on the sidelines and it doesn't matter if you're super strict and pious, but you're just a little eccentric. Um, they're going to throw, you know, darts at you. Or if you are a very, like, of the people eating and drinking, it doesn't matter. Either way, um, they're going to criticize. And I think that's the world we kind of still live in. Um, I think there's a lot of people who are willing to, you know, take shots at the church um, because the church is this or that or whatever. Um, and, and then there's other people who are, you know, if, if someone is not, you know, just in the church culture, they take shots at people who are too liberal or whatever, who are moving out into the world and ministering in the world. And it still happens. It's just back and forth. And, and there's an important word in this passage, and that is wisdom. Wisdom, in my understanding of wisdom, one of the best definitions I've heard is being able to hold things in tension. So that it's not necessarily the, the very pious or, or those necessarily out, you know, just running around. It seems like they think Jesus is just running around causing all kinds of havoc or whatever because he's being too... Uh, loving or he's eating too much or drinking too much, that wisdom is being able to hold things in tension, is being able to see that there are some things over here uh, in this kind of strict. And if you want to think about it, Jesus got up and prayed in the early hours of the morning. I mean, this is a very disciplined person, but all they see is his lavishness with tax collectors, in quotation marks, and sinners. Uh, that word sinners always in quotation mark because we are all sinners. Um, so wisdom is being able to hold things in tension. So it's, it's being able to live in that moderation place. It's being able to build something uh, to, to hold two opposites together. Like Jesus has a lot of wisdom sayings. Like you lose your life and that's when you find it. Now those two things don't go together. But wisdom is learning to live in the tension between those two statements. Uh, to be great is to be a servant. So Jesus is all about this whole wisdom thing. And we don't have a lot of wisdom in the world. We have a ton of information in this world. We have the internet. So we have all the information we need. 
right at our fingertips. It's funny because when I was a kid, we used to fight over things. And, and sometimes um, I will see people in older generations still fighting about things. I think this was right. No, I think this is how it happened. And I'm like, you guys, we can just Google it like right now. We can have the answer. We have all kinds of information, but we don't have a lot of wisdom in the world. And Jesus says, wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. So for some people, it's more fun. Maybe, maybe, maybe it feels more right to just criticize, criticize, to, to take shots at people who disagree with their view of the world. And, and Jesus says they did it on both ends of the spectrum. Here's John. He's not eating. He's not drinking. He's living very strict. Uh, he's living this very eccentric life. And they're taking shots at him. And then I come in and I'm eating and drinking with tax collectors and sinners in quotation mark. And they're taking shots at me. Neither one of these is wisdom. So what we need in this world, this has been my, my big thing for the last, I don't know, year or so, is we need a lot less. We, we don't necessarily need less information. We need to use the information we have, but allow God to give us wisdom in the midst of it. And so deconstruction is often, not always, is often this, this critical, like, we're just going to tear everything down. At some point, we have to reconstruct something. We have to think about this idea of what does it mean then to follow Jesus in 2022? Um, so some of the ways we have expressed our faith in the past, yes, there were changes that were needed. Um, but at some point, we have to come to a wisdom saying of, so how are we going to hold the tension? How are we going to hold the tension uh, between something like purity and piety, living with some kind of moral understanding of the world, and loving our neighbor that we disagree with? So how are we going to hold that tension? And this is what we need in the church, is wisdom. We don't, we don't need more information. We don't need to just shout across the balcony at other people. But we need to understand what it means to live in the ways that Jesus has called us to live, which includes both discipline and grace. It includes both um, piety, like reading scripture, praying, being silent, spending time with God. And it also includes spending time in a culture and loving people that we disagree with, that we don't necessarily hold the same value system. And you can even see this outside the church that People, when they disagree with someone's value system, they immediately cancel the other person. And that is not the way of the cross. That is not the way of Jesus. That is not the way of a disciple. It is not canceling people because Jesus continues to offer grace to people. And so we have to learn to live in the balance, in the tension. And Jesus says wisdom will be vindicated by her deeds. In other words, you can see wisdom when it's lived out. Um, otherwise... We'll just keep shooting across the bow at each other like an old war movie where you're shooting arrows down and they're shooting boulders up at the wall, you know. And somewhere in the tension is where the wisdom is. And so I, I pray that I can learn to live in wisdom, to be honest. It's so much easier just to shoot arrows over the balcony than to actually get into the middle and hold the tension. When you lose your life, you find it. To be great is to be a servant. Jesus always talks in these kind of 
paradoxical statements that you have to live in the tension of. You can't say it's one or the other. It's not just, oh, well, Christianity is just about losing your life. It's so difficult. It's like you, you just have to keep giving up, giving up. And Jesus says, no, it's when you lose it, then you find the joy of finding your life. Um, and somewhere in that tension is the wisdom. So seek wisdom today, not information. Maybe think a little bit before you speak about someone else and their beliefs and their value systems and uh, be willing to hold the tension uh, in our world that many people aren't willing to hold. It's so much easier just to criticize. Hey, that's just a thought for this morning, and I hope you have a great day. Well, thanks again for joining us for this morning meditation. Hey, do us a favor. Rate us on iTunes or even leave some feedback about our podcast so that other listeners can know how much you enjoy your morning meditations. Hey, have a great day.